And today we have very important news. We're going to be taking a look briefly at the traditional markets. We're going to take a look, of course, what's going on in crypto. It's been a very exciting Christmas season when it comes to the crypto, especially with the two largest cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin and Ethereum. And of course, we're going to be taking a look at what actually that means. What is that in a global term? Where can we go? Where is the next step? Everybody wants to know that. And of course, we're getting all kinds of predictions of short-term long-term so there's a lot of excitement in the air and my question was well could we take over Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway I think we can and I'm gonna explain exactly to you why and how we're also gonna take a very brief information news that is coming to us from uh, well from the traditional media about the upcoming stimulus stuff that was sort of on the hold but we do have information about that being actually signed and released i do hope everybody's doing well i do want to welcome you if you're brand new i do invite you to sign up subscribe hit all notifications and if you enjoy the show do hit a like i also want to welcome everybody who is listening to this on one of the podcasting services i hope you're enjoying the show let's do this We use money daily and we fail to understand the basics of the asset. To refuse to inform yourself is to subscribe to financial tyranny perpetrated not by banks, corporations, government, or technology, but by those of us who use it yet fail to understand it. It is then that we agree to the terms and unknowingly turn our assets into liabilities, allowing our possessions to possess us. But it is time to change. Welcome to Money Geeks. Right. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hopefully you are doing excellently better than excellent and have had a wonderful holiday season. So here we go. We have a few more days left before we enter into 2021, but a lot can happen in this week. So I know that many people are like, ah, whatever. It's 28, man. 31st is around the corner, but a lot can happen still this year. So I think it's very exciting. And, uh, you know, let's see if we can go out with the bang as they say. So it's time to take a look. Look at this. President Trump signs a bill uh, that includes $900 billion stimulus deal after delay. So you know that he was uh, basically saying this is ridiculous. I'm not signing this. You got to give people more money. And this is the bill that we talked about that does include that $600 to the families and supports. Uh, there are some of the other uh, pieces that he's claiming that it's ridiculous to have, uh, but it's in there nonetheless. So eventually he signed it, and I guess he signed it late last night. Um, it rolled out, and so I guess at some point, probably not this week, but hey, who knows? Uh, starting probably next week after the holidays, uh, we might see some of the money going in. And where's the money going to go? Well, I think some folks might use it to you know, uh, like I said, purchase gifts uh, to pay off some debts. And I think a lot of the money is going to go towards investing. Well, where are people going to invest? Well, there's a few different places. You're not going to buy a house necessarily, at least not the physical one in the physical world over here. Somewhere um, in the interwebs, uh, sure, you just might. But uh, in reality, you're not. So what are you going to put money in? Well, some people might put money towards gold. Some people might put money towards the stocks. Some people might go into the crypto. 
So we're going to take a look at where the markets are and kind of what the reaction has been. So as you can see, this is S&P 500. It, uh, this is the futures market. So this is pre-opening. Pre we haven't opened the markets yet. And as you can see, it is in the green, kind of flat, but in the green nonetheless. You do see that we did kind of jump up from uh, from basically the holidays. We did jump up and trading upwards in S&P 500, which means that S&P 500 could be doing really well today. Dow Jones, basically same story. Nothing has changed over here. When it comes to NASDAQ, NASDAQ is looking pretty much exactly the same with higher gains. So that's a bit of a difference and differential right there. Gold, gold actually has been going down, uh, slightly down. It's down 0.16%. Over the course of five days, it actually was pumping well into the weekend. And then we hit basically Sunday evening where it hit that $1,900. And now it's been coming back down to about 1880. So that's an interesting one. And then let's take a look at what's going on with the treasury, 10-year treasury yield. Uh, well, the yield is uh, basically, it's it's printing. Here we go. I'm looking over here at the one-month chart. And if you look at the chart, it looks like a cityscape to me, you know? So, it, and it does support real estate, mortgages and stuff. And we are hearing that mortgage rates are back to low yet again, slowly but surely approaching 2% as the average uh, uh, interest that you will pay for your mortgage. So that's an interesting one. We're probably going to try to see if we can do a bit of uh, geeking out uh, with real estate later on this week. So stay tuned for that if you're excited about that. But as you can see, you know, it goes a little bit up, a little bit down, a little bit up, a little bit down. Overall, it's been, I would say, the average right over here. I don't know that I can get it is probably 0.9. Uh, or so and you can see that over the last six months the yield actually has been climbing look at that interestingly enough but of course when you zoom out year to date you can actually see that even though it's been quote-unquote going up over the last six months it's still uh, really 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 low so some of the things for sure to pay attention to and watch out for. So that's kind of the exciting piece that I wanted to share with you and where the money might go. We have seen a lot of technology stocks that have performed incredibly well. And I think people might jump in uh, to Robinhood, even though he's cheating them. I don't know that it's a he, but you know, let's call him a he because he was a he in a movie and a book. Um, so he's cheating them, taking the money and uh, trading it off. But where are we standing in the crypto world? Because you might be like me and saying, I don't know about stocks, man. I don't know that I want to go there. I'd rather go into crypto. Well, let's take a look where that is all standing. And uh, we're going to refresh right now. Give us the freshest of the fresh printed prices. So Bitcoin has actually been doing pretty darn well. We broke all kinds of all-time uh, highs uh, records, and uh, we're going to be taking a look at the chart in a few moments. But as you can see, Bitcoin is right now trading at $27,404.26. It's slightly up, basically flat over the 24 hours, 0.3%, but it did pump 16.6% in seven days. And of course, that pump was much higher, I want to say, yesterday, maybe the day before yesterday. Ethereum, Ethereum is catching up. Of course it is. We already know that, that when one starts to go, 
the other one follows once ethereum follows then we have the altcoins and you'll see we're having some amazing prints over the last uh, last few days um, and especially 24 hours. So Ethereum is currently trading at $724.23, up 13.4% for the day, 13.2% for the week. Uh, then we have Tether is basically flat. XRP has been coming back down. It's now at 29 cents. It did go up 4.7% in the last 24 hours, but I don't know that it has very bright future short term. Litecoin is currently at $135.02. It did pump as well. Nothing like Bitcoin Cash, which is up 12.9% at 366 and 12 Polkadot is up 14.5% at $5.79. And of course, we do have some of the other ones that have been pumping. When we do take a look at the biggest gainers, REN uh, is up 19.5%. OKB 18.2%. Ocean Protocol 17 Exactly. Thorchain 16.4%. Terra 15.9%. Kusama 15.8%. Chili's 15.4%. Nexus Mutual 15.1%. There's a lot of really nice pumps that have happened over the last 24 hours. On the losing end of things, Swissborg is the biggest loser, quote-unquote, with negative 5.4%. Not a whole lot of loss, but a loss nonetheless. Horizon is in the second spot with negative 4.1. And then we have the graph at 3.5, Digibyte 2.6, Data Network 2.5. So not a whole lot of losers. Um, really, there's a lot of gainers that are happening. And uh, some of the losers that we're seeing are also the projects that actually have pumped quite a bit over the last um, you know, week or two weeks or whatnot. So uh, definitely something to look into. But one of the things that I do want to, to look into is Bitcoin. Um, and let us take a look really briefly into what's happening with Bitcoin. And let me see if I can change uh, change my uh, display so you can actually see it, right? This is much better. You can actually get a full screen uh, image of the whole thing. And so, of course, we have pumped. And what has been happening? Well, we've been going sort of like, right, like we go... Uh, kind of like flattish and then we pump up and then we go flattish and then we pump up and this going flattish uh, before we pump is actually really really good makes me very excited because you know dead on the dumping end of things we're not seeing as big of a dumps now how high did we go well we did break some records right over here and that was at let me see let's see if we can zoom in uh, you can see right over here that this was uh, the date which we printed the most, which was 27th of December. Uh, so that was basically 24 hours ago. And as you can see, we did go up as high as $28,350. So that's the all-time high. Since then, we started creating this triangle formation again. You know already how powerful these things are. So we're going to basically see if it's going to play within the triangle pattern or if a new pattern is going to develop. If it does play within it, then we can actually expect that over the next uh, 24 hours or so, it's going to basically uh, be flirting between the current price of 27,300 something to, you know, uh, 26,6. So there's
there's some good buying opportunities is what I'm saying here. And uh, my prediction is that it's going to break on the upside and we could potentially see um, you know, sustained 28,000 something, maybe even hit the brand new 30,000 something, um, you know, uh, uh, before New Year's uh, Day. So we'll see how that all plays out. So that's an interesting piece. But one of the even more interesting components is to take a look into what's happening with Bitcoin market cap. As you can see, the market cap of Bitcoin right now is $509 billion, uh, 509.266, right? So that is a pretty significant market cap. And while we're not necessarily hitting all of the, you know, measurements out there, there's an interesting piece that a little while ago we looked at it and we said, well, it actually broke the visas uh, market cap of 460 billion this was only a few days ago when we talked about it i said well it's going to be going over samsung and tsmc and now it's going to go and hit and start basically head to head with berkshire hathaway berkshire hathaway as this report shows right here is currently at 531.45 uh, billion this is not very far off from the 509 and we're looking at only 5% gain. So if we go basically from where we are right now at 27,404, 5% gain puts us in basically uh, low uh, 28,000, which we've already hit. You can see it right over here. We've already hit that. So that's not necessarily impossible and it's going to be basically winning over Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway as was known as one of the um, you know most prominent I guess uh, companies out there next one to take over is going to be Tesla and Alibaba now this is going to take a little bit longer but I think it's going to happen next thing you know is we will be taking over Tencent Facebook, Google, Amazon. And I do believe that uh, we do have an opportunity to take over all of these companies and, uh, you know, basically go head to head with them through Bitcoin. And I think once we actually get to some of these components, the prices are going to be much, much higher. And at that point, we are going to see more people jump into it. Even though the latest of the gains has basically been coming mostly through the retail because, you know, the investment companies and, uh, you know, family offices and that kind of stuff, most of them don't invest during the holidays, during the weekends. So some of these pumps that we've seen is the retail investor, but it's the retail investor that is already within the market. So this is the market as a whole. This is not a whole lot of new people that have joined in. Interesting piece also to note is that I was curious to say, okay, cool. Well, if we're taking over some of the companies, what about countries? So I decided to take a look at GDP by country. And of course, we do see kind of where we are. Here is the GDP 
um, where we are, kind of what we're trading. And so I'm like, all right, we've got to scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. And we do see that basically Belgium is number 24 at 495 billion. So Bitcoin is now larger than the 24th largest country by GDP in the world. And next one to take over is going to be Poland at 526 billion. And as you, you can see, 534 billion is Berkshire Hathaway, which means that we're going to be taking that over, taking over Sweden. And the next one, basically, we're going to be in the 22nd position. And I say we, it's Bitcoin community as a whole. 22nd position uh, worldwide when compared to the global GDP by country. This is actually quite cool and quite exciting to me. And so when we actually start getting into it, start beating some of these components, I think at that point, everybody in the world is going to start realizing, wait a minute, it's time for me to get into Bitcoin. But by that point, Bitcoin is already going to be in about $50,000, $60,000 range. And uh, everybody who has purchased in 2020 will be a genius, a pure genius, right? Like, how do we say, like, when you invest correctly and you get money, you're like, I'm a genius, I'm a genius. So you're going to be a genius. You're an absolute genius for getting into the trade right now. Do hodl, do continue, you know. I mean, I can't tell you what to do, obviously, not a financial advice, but I think it's a smart idea. If I know that the asset in price is going to go from something like $27,400 to $50,000 or $270,000, why wouldn't I hodl? Why wouldn't I, right? Of course, you're going to do it. <clears throat> and uh, to get to the $1 trillion, all we have to do is basically get to about $55,000 per uh, Bitcoin. And I think that that's uh, beyond possible, even in a relatively short term. We could see that within the first half of 2021. And uh, then we could see a bit of a pullback, uh, perhaps this summer. Um, where the prices are going to come back down. And I think at that point, we're going to potentially then start going into the new parabola uh, that is going to go with the fear and greed cycle of the whole thing. We're not there yet right now. It's still super early. I know it sounds insane when you say that, hey, we made uh, almost 300% gain in uh, one year. But, you know, um, I mean, if you had purchased Bitcoin at the beginning of 2020, right? It was right around 7,400, 7,800. You literally have made 20 grand this year just by hodling just by hodling so uh that is well uh just short of 3x of on your money so it's a very exciting component to pay attention to now the second one that is also equally as interesting to me is ethereum and i think ethereum is hugely underpriced yes even with the giant pump of 13 percent even with the price of 724 dollars and 23 cents because if you think about it ethereum really is holding all of the other coins right it's sort of the aggregate if you would for all of the other companies all of the smart contracts okay i can't say all because there are uh you know there are different uh, blockchains that exist, but we'll say vast majority. I think we can agree to that. Vast majority of the projects are being built on Ethereum, and there's, of course, developments within it. So 
a bit riskier bet, in my humble opinion, but it also has a much greater potential uh, in, in, in when it comes to the gains. So what actually happened with Ethereum? So let's go ahead and take a look at the chart. Let me see if I can change this yet one more time so you can see it better. And you can see there's this triangle right over here that we were talking about only a couple of days ago. And I said, it's going to go up and down. And then we're going to experience an explosive growth out of it. And of course we have explosive growth we have seen. So we've had a little bit of this bearish thing right here that everybody was like, ah, oh, man, I don't know how this is going to end. But since we've kind of come in, we broke through this triangle on the bottom end. We did find the support and now we actually are printing even higher. Of course, we're printing a little bit of red candles at the moment, uh, but I think that this is the new sort of trend that we can see channel that is going to be trading in for the next unforeseeable future. So this is the triangle pattern that he broke through. Again, you understand how powerful and important these patterns really are. But what I want to do is I actually want to zoom out on all of this stuff. Let me see if I can do this. And I want to actually change it so that we are looking at something a little bit different. So here is uh, where we are right now with Ethereum on the logarithmic chart. Are we on log? Yes, we are. Log, yes. Log, no. Yes, we are. Okay. And you can see this is where the all-time high was, right? At that $1,130 plus minus depends on the exchange, right? And then we've kind of come down. And there's this beautiful, you know how passionate I am about the cup formations because we means we've been accumulating for a very long time and lets it know that long-term uh, spectrum component, we uh, basically stand to gain quite a bit. So you can see that we've hit the bottom. Since then, we've started to come back up on top and we started to kind of this parabola is actually starting to turn so it's much slower here than here and now it's actually going to even higher so there is a potential that over the next couple of weeks we could get into the new all-time high um, not like local all-time high i mean all-time all-time high and there is a potential that ethereum is going to really 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 balloon especially when you take a look and compare it with bitcoin and what bitcoin has actually done let's go into the all as well and uh, let me show you kind of what has happened uh, we're going to switch to log chart oh no come back come back and uh, of course, uh, you know, this is a beautiful thing that I think most people are already familiar with. Look how beautiful this thing is. This is kind of where the all time high was back in 2013, back in 2017, 2018. And right now we're just going in and we're just getting started. We're just getting started. This is basically kind of where we are uh, right now. It's sort of like that, you know, early 2017 is kind of where we are. Um, and so we're going to see a beautifully, massively bullish year ahead of us coming in. And uh, even though we have printed much higher than from previous highs right over here, Ethereum, I think, holds an even bigger power because when you take a look at what actually happened with Ethereum back way back when, 
uh, is that Ethereum, you know, did sort of lag behind Bitcoin. And, you know, Danny had this like massive gains that have been experienced by many traders out there. Now, the other piece that is very interesting to pay attention to and take a look at is Ethereum's market cap. As you can see, Ethereum's market cap currently is at 83.2627 billion, right? So 83 billion. Um, but Ethereum also holds, um, you know, a, a lot of the other, uh, you know, billions that are built on it and uh, millions and billions that are built on it. And so if you take a look at market cap of all of crypto is currently at $742 billion, right? Uh, millions, billions. I got to I gotta count them, y'all. I got to count them. Uh, it's too many zeros for now. Um, you know, we can um, arguably agree that, of course, you take a largest one, right? So there's about $240 billion left uh, when you take Bitcoin out. You take some of the other ones that are not built on it. Uh, let's say that that's 40 billion. Uh, that means about 200 billion is part of Ethereum ecosystem. But Ethereum doesn't count for all of that much. So an interesting piece that I saw one of the individuals also share is comparing Ethereum to what actually happens. Oh, we're going to take a look at this in a moment. Um, it's sort of like with derivatives, because if we know that a lot of things are going to be built on Ethereum, a lot of the things are going to be the derivatives of the other markets, real estate, stocks, um, you know, the, the, the synthetics of the crypto and so on. And we can see that when we look at the visual capitalist uh, charts of all the different, uh, you know, monetary markets, uh, you will see that there are certain markets that are just ridiculously tiny, ridiculously tiny. Uh, so total value of cryptocurrency is now 244 billion. Well, it's actually 740 billion. So they haven't updated this since. Uh, I think we have to take a look at uh, cryptocurrencies moving up in the world. It's moving up in the world. It's not necessarily U.S. budget deficit, but I think it might be coming close to the military spending as of 2018. But we'll see. Of course, all of this stuff has grown. So this is slightly outdated. Some of the stuff is newer. Some of the stuff, not so much. And you will see that as we scroll down the whole thing, that derivatives are the biggest of them all. And they are positioning into trillions of uh, of dollars, and of course, uh, the gross market value they're saying is 11.6 trillion. The low end estimate, nobody knows exactly how much derivatives we have. The low end estimate is about 560 trillion. High end is quadrillion. One quadrillion. Look how many of these little things there are. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. So, of course, uh, that's coming from derivatives are futures contracts and forward contracts and options and warrants and, and swaps and the CLOs and all kinds of other things that exist out there. And they're being printed continuously. He's saying, well, you know, if we just basically go into one 
tiny component of this whole thing, right? Of this whole like 11 uh, trillion. If we go into the tiny component of it, then Ethereum has to basically be in the thousands, if not even tens of thousands. But what does that actually mean for Bitcoin? If he is right calling for that and saying, well, Ethereum should be about seven to 70,000 per ETH, um, what does that actually mean for price of Bitcoin if we know that there is a big differential of about 32 of them? Uh, let's go into, let me see if I can find a calculator. Calculator. I went dark. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, let's see. If we know that ETH is roughly 7, um, sorry, clear. Where is clear? All right. Well, we know that it's seventy four hundred dollars. Uh, sorry, seven hundred forty dollars. Right. Uh, let's say it's seven hundred forty times thirty two. Roughly thirty two ETH uh, equates to one Bitcoin. Right. So it's right. Roughly speaking, twenty three. So it's not exactly the same because Bitcoin is at twenty seven. But for right now, rough estimation. Well, what does that actually mean? If ETH is actually going to be $7,500 times 32. That means that Bitcoin will have to be at $240,000. But if ETH is actually at $70,000 times 32, then that gives you a $2.24 million Bitcoin. This is absolutely huge. Um, I do hope that he is right. I think he actually is right. It's going to be a little while. I don't think that that's going to happen in 2021. I mean, if it does, holy mackerel, that would be crazy. But I don't think it's going to happen in 2021. But I do see it happening maybe in the 2020s, right? So by 2027, 2028, 2030, I do see it happening in the 2020s. So, of course, when you take a look at that stuff and you're like, wow, Bitcoin can really go to like two, three, four, five million per Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, it can. And uh, ETH can actually go into the tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. That uh, changes the whole parameter spectrum. And uh, when you look at that stuff, um, I know for me, it makes me even more bullish to be like, I got to get more. I got to get more. I got to keep up because the world in which this actually ends up happening is also the world where the dollar, as we know it, the dollar as we know it basically um, ends up being pretty much worthless. So that ends up being the scary part of the proposition. But of course, it, they're going to create something else. It's going to be a digital dollar. So don't lose your sleep over that stuff. Speaking of not losing sleep and where to go and invest, the final article of the day, this is how we're going to finish the show for the day, is taking a look at the low-cap crypto assets that could erupt 100x in 2021, according to trader Lark Davis. So, what did he say? Well, he's named five low-cap crypto assets that he says can potentially post 100x gains in the upcoming year. Injective protocol, INJ, is one of those things. And first on his list, which he says that what it takes to be a unicorn or an asset with a billion dollar market cap. It is a layer two decentralized exchange, and this is going to bring in a wide range of different derivative products. 
He's very excited because he has zero gas fee on the mainnet. When it goes live, it will be super high speed. So that's the reason he's excited about that one. A second one is Kylie Networks. It, he describes project as a new Oracle play for Polkadot system. So you know the Polkadot system. Everybody's very uh, looking forward to that. It's a very bullish product. And he's saying Kali Network comes with an additional features such as data analytics, a data marketplace, and it could be a huge piece uh, for it. And uh, the only downside is that the project, the mainland, does not launch until third quarter of 2021. So something to look for. Terra Virtua, TVK is uh, basically a fully interactive virtual reality platform. And he's saying if you're bullish on NFTs, you should keep a close watch on TVK protocol. Number four is Power Trade PTF, which is the small market cap coin that has been flying under the radar since its token sale and is a Bitcoin options trading platform. Their idea is to be a Robinhood-like user experience, but for crypto traders. They have seriously big backers from Pantera as well as founders of CoinGecko and Synthetics. All of that gives Project a lot of weight and seriousness behind it. The final on his list, equal importance as well, is API, a, sorry, APY.finance, codename APY, which bills itself as the yield farming robo-advisor. So it's uh, aiming to be a lower barrier to entry, time commitment, cost for DeFi, and the platform handles basically the work of finding you the best yields depending on your risk tolerance level. While APY.finance has some similarities with DeFi yield aggregator Yearn.finance, YFI, he emphasizes that APY can print serious gains should it capture even a small percentage of YFI's market share. So there you go. That's it for today. I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope you have an excellent day. And if you do subscribe and show up tomorrow, I will see you then. Until then, stay forever money blessed. And do remember, you are only one deal away.